Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Tsecho Matawong has a Master's of Arts degrees in Global Political Economy from Sussex. She has written an article in the online uh, Christian platform Gateway in which she calls on South Africa, she questions South Africa's meddling in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. She joins me now to tell me what motivated her to write that article. Tseho, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Hi, how are you, Sherry? Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so pleased we were able to get hold of you. We were panicking in the first few minutes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no okay. I, I, I just will deal with my cell phone and computer after this. <laughs> well, so the good news is you're on air, you're, um, and it's really good to have you. Tseho, what prompted you to write that article now? Um, you know, um, just to, as you shared with me, um, I, I started doing this in Sussex um, in 2019. And, you know, during the time when I was a student, I, I remember there was um, a week where a whole week was dedicated to reminding South Africans about the role the university played in, you know, uh, the struggle for South Africa apartheid. So I was so moved as a student in South Africa, you know, the Mandela Hall, you're excited about that. And then I think a couple of weeks later, the same group of people who have now sort of become my friends now began to talk about boycotting Israel. I was clueless on the subject, and I found myself, you know, they're my friends, sort of hanging with them, but I was I didn't understand what it meant, but the idea of anybody being oppressed was something that, obviously, being a South African, I was just not warmed up to. So after that, as I've just been, you know, getting to know things and understand a little bit more, I realized that there was a big danger that most of us in South African find in, a, in that the, the narrative of our past can easily be twisted to now being applied in different situations which are not necessarily the same. And I feel that most of us, we don't actually understand what's happening, and somehow we get caught in it. So that is one of the things that I, I that has disturbed me, because as I begin to understand a bit more of the conflict, which I must admit that I cannot say I really, really understand, because it's a very old conflict, it's, you know, it's a very long, if, if, if anybody has figured out we would have a solution today. Mm. So I, I feel that it's very dangerous for us to take sides, you know, and our country having come out of a difficult past has a very unique role to play in the world of helping people to reconcile, you know. We live together with those who oppress us within the same borders. Yes, we still have issues. We still have difficulties that need to be managed. I think that is what our government should focus on rather than, um, you know, sort of choosing a side which can become tricky, you know. Tseko, you you pick up on a lot of really important points. The one is that most people don't really understand the conflict, even those that say they do. It's a complicated one. And yet the sound bites that have been coming out of in the media from callers in are so simplistic. And I I just wonder how one combats, you know, something that says – Palestinians have the right to return like all other citizens in the world do and therefore there should be no borders. You know, and and, and, and if you understand the conflict, you understand that's absolute rubbish. 
But if you're just listening in as an ordinary South African, it probably has a huge amount of resonance. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. I was in that place where you you just, because, like I said, it was worse because a whole week was dedicated to reminding the student population about the history of South Africa. So your emotions are already wet up to remember the pain and, and the suffering. And suddenly that is now turned to say it's happening in another place. But is it really exactly the same thing that is happening? Or you know, So it, it starts questioning it. It's very easy for us to actually end up thinking, you know, and, and just being angry and emotional about it without actually trying to understand how different uh, what, what happened in South Africa is to what is currently happening, you know, between Israel and Palestine. Um, what was the backlash to your article? Well, I think um, I'm, I've not seen much of it, uh, maybe because many people have not read it. And probably after this interview, um, I'm going to discover. Um, but I think, you know, um, for me, you know, my, my appeal is not necessary. It's just for us to say, let's take a step back. And you, you realize that I, I, I talk about our history in terms of what happened, you know, after 1976. Um, the whole world was ready and sympathetic to the case of South Africa and to remove it, to dealing with the issue of apartheid. But we had a problem that, you know, because of the alignment with, with the Soviet Union, we became, you know, a, a, like I said in the, in the article, a pawn in a global conflict. And though there was sympathy, we couldn't move. You know, countries like Mozambique, Zimbabwe gained their independence after, um, you know, 76, shortly after that. And one of the pressure points, that moved uh, the world to actually begin to put pressure for Southern Africa to become free was what happened in South Africa in 1976. Unfortunately, you know, we could not get fully liberated. And, and, you know, my heart broke when I was just studying and understanding that we actually lost more lives in South Africa between 1980 and really 1994. Mm. And, and I realized that, you know, because of politics, we lost life. So my, my thing is that we still have a lot of work to do in, in terms of building the nation. And the last thing we want is to be part of a global conflict, you know, that, in, that involves big countries. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying when big countries are involved, we should not speak out. But I'm saying we have a lot of work to, to help deal with the issue of unemployment. There's so many young people that are unemployed that are living in a state of hopelessness. Mm. There's so much um, um, issues that we have internally, even, you know, international relations crisis where communities are struggling to cope with the issues of foreign nationals and, and, and there's all this perceived um, um, hostility. There's actually hostilities that make it different, uh, difficult for, 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 pe- for our people to, to, to sort of, uh, foreigners to integrate in our society. And I'm saying, why, why go for another fight somewhere when we have so many battles here in our country that need attention? So I think that is all my appeal, you know, and, and I keep asking the question in the article. I'm, I'm still interested to find out why is this uh, conflict more important uh, than what we've seen happen in the continent whenever there's conflict in the continent. I don't know. I've not had the level of outcry. Um, that I'm dealing with this one, and yet South Africa bears the highest cost 
of conflict um, in, in Africa, because, for example, in Zimbabwe, many people moved to South Africa as a result. And, and, and that had direct impact even on our lives. But we said there was no crisis. So those are the things that I'm really raising. And my hope is that we will have engagement as a nation that let us just, you know, reflect on, yes, we may have, we come from a particular point, but this is where we are. We may have adopted certain positions previously, but perhaps it's time to review those um, in, in line with where we want to go as a nation. So that's what I'm hoping it would contribute to, to the dialogue. Um, and hopefully also we get to the to the people that are in the ANC to actually say, here's another point, another view from a, a concerned citizen um, that can be tabled as this matter has been discussed. And I think it's important that, as you say, to get debate going, but also hear different voices out there that it's, you know, that more and more people are talking about it and not only from one side. So, Seho, if anybody hasn't read your article, um, how can they do so? Because I recommend they do. Oh, you know what? You can tweet. I'm going to send it to Hi and then we can just tweet it. That's perfect. I think that's that's one of the ways we must just get this opinion out there. Let's engage. Let the people who are not happy with it say thank you. But I think we need more spaces to have dialogue about how our country should move forward. You know, we've we've come uh, we've come from a one particular place, and but we I believe we've moved to a certain um, we've moved positive. We've made positive moves, but I think we need to review and reflect before we make further decisions about how we go forward. And I think if we make decisions of um, a decision to downgrade is that's going to be a huge decision yeah. that can actually take our, ni- our yeah. country into a different trajectory. And I don't know if we want to be in that state. You know, like I, I mentioned that, you know, more countries in Africa are beginning to work and strengthen their relationships. So we can find ourselves isolated again in the yes. continent. So yes. is that really... What we, want. what we need, you know, those are the questions. So please share it and let's, let's have this conversation and, and hopefully that can, you know, help bring another view that we, we, we consider as before the decisions are made. Thank you very much, Sejo. And if anybody needs wants that article, they can also get it, to, uh, get it from me and I'll give my contact details out. Thank you very much to Sejo Motong, who wrote an article on the Christian platform Gateway questioning why South Africa is picking sides in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict.